dearly. Yes. And who I think are so absolutely fabulous and making it a better world. Well, you're fabulous too, Granny. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Well, whatever I'm supposed to do, I, I think it, I'm going to do it real quickly, you know. <laughs> I, I think whatever you're supposed to do, you're doing it well. Right. You yeah. think so? Yeah, you're right here with us, and uh, right. we're all uh, we're all celebrating we're life. We're on the same page, right? We're all on the same page. We're celebrating life. We're being careful about our celebration of life, but we're still celebrating it. You know what? I, I, I'm a hugger, so I've got to learn to hold myself back. Man, for some people. That is so embarrassing, you know, like, I know, I know. It's, it's so hard not to just snatch them up and get the big one. You see, Mr. Chris got his crulers. He, I, uh, yeah, since it was his birthday, I got two of those. Isn't that Thank nice? You, I'm gonna, Granny, I got a, a jelly donut for you, so I'm going to go ahead and cut that up, and I'll oh be right boy, over. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Isn't that thoughtful? Fimpy. That's very thoughtful, Josh. That looks good, honey. I bet oh, you yeah. haven't even had your breakfast, neither. I did. I ate breakfast at home. Yeah, I had uh, a bagel and sausage. Wow, <laughs> you did. That's my normal breakfast now. I love you. A bagel you know, that, isn't that wonderful, honey? You're on your own and you can do everything the way that you do it, right? You know, uh, yeah, I agree. All those years mom and dad made me breakfast and now, like you said, I'm, I'm on my own. <laughs> it really is nice, you know. I know yeah. you miss each other, but oh, we go back I think that's really wonderful, you know. We go and visit each right. other as oh, much right. as we can. Yeah, I, no doubt about that. They've always loved you, and and the same from you. Mm-hmm. You're such good people. Oh, yeah, Mom and Dad are real nice people, and I, I was going to say, there's a lot of love going around. You <laughs> bet you, honey. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of love going around. <laughs> <laughs> you sing it. <laughs> Just get my guitar for me, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something I, I've never, in my long life, I have never had a, a desire for instruments, you know. <laughs> oh, um, you know, <laughs> like guitar. Well, I mean, your your kids are real good musicians. Like Uncle Bob is a great drummer. And, right. Uh, you know, a lot of good instruments, and Josh is a great guitarist. Well, yes. let's not start telling lies. There's no great before my uh, ed, uh, before saying that I'm a guitarist. He's a good guitarist. I'm I'm a moderately okay guitarist. <laughs> That's as much as I will give credit for. Oh boy! I enjoy doing it, and uh, and I definitely enjoy playing songs with Granny when we do our Southern Spiritual songs. But, Yay! Uh, Yippee! Yeah, you guys are great singers. <laughs> Miss Beautiful, here is a nice little jealous, jelly donut for you. Oh, is that? Look at this, Chris. Mm -hmm. Isn't that gorgeous? That was very thoughtful, Josh, to make cut you up a jelly donut. Thank you, dear Lord, for Chris and, and uh, Randy and uh, Josh and Terry. Josh and Terry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of love going mm -hmm. around. <laughs> yep, this has been a real fun time for our lives, hasn't it? You can say that again. Honey, how long ago was it when you first started this? Well, you no, know, Josh started the podcast, and it's been five years now. Really? Yeah, five years. Mm, boy, honey, this is good. Mm -hmm. You got one like this? I, I have a crueler donut. Mm. 
Well, you being a bachelor, you haven't had your breakfast, right? No, I I, I ate breakfast this morning. It was a it was a tasty bacon and sausage. <laughs> I'm proud of you and Randy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's How raising. is your brother doing, honey? Randy's doing real well. I'm, I was going to say, Randy's a, a great landlord. Mm. Great roommate. He feels like he has to make that announcement, or else uh, Randy might mm-hmm. hear this. And, and <laughs> feel that he's being besmirched. I'll be liquidated. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't say, if I besmirch Randy, then I will be liquidated. Well, nobody wants to that. When you go home and you go, he, he had kicked you out. <laughs> Yeah, all of my uh, all of my belongings will be on the curbside. Right. There'll be poor Mr. Chris with a bindle over his shoulder. <laughs> poor neighbors. Oh, poor Chris. All of a sudden, the top flap of his shoe would open up right. just because it cartoonishly uh, got poor. <laughs> we can see this. I'll go live in uh, the abandoned St. Elizabeth Church. <laughs> and, and nowadays, because we all wear masks anyway, most most everywhere we go. You don't have to worry about the bandana part of the, the hobo outfit for yourself. You already will have that with the mask. So, yeah. you know, everything works out. You never know. <laughs> you guys, you've got to keep me in your prayers because I'm just one of those I don't realize a lot of things, you know, and I just... Ah, that's all right. Abroad. I know. Well, we're here to remind you, Granny. Don't you don't have to worry. We'll we'll help you out. The beautiful thing is, is you're probably the least scary person to most people when they see you coming. So I, I think you're gonna get out of our way, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll get right in your way, most people. I heard that uh, uh, Susan and the kids came by yesterday. Yeah, that was so nice, and they're growing up so. Really beautiful, you know. That's awesome. All of that. Not only that, but Susan and uh, her kids, they came unannounced to my house yesterday. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. You know, Did you? I, I hear that you put unannounced in there. Yeah. Uh, so. It was a very nice surprise. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, what happened was I was sitting out in the backyard. I was um, reading and listening to the mu- music by the band. And uh, <laughs> love it. Yes, very nice. So it, I'm enjoying myself reading and uh, listening to music, and all of a sudden I hear hello, and I, I thought it was music. The I thought it was one of the songs at first, and I didn't think much of it. You know, I was concentrating on my book, and then all again I hear hello a little bit louder, and I turn around and there was Susan and her kids, and I literally jumped in my chair. <laughs> Hi guys! <laughs> Susan said, "Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. I didn't mean to startle you." And uh, she said she was. She brought her. Um, it was her four daughters. I, I guess Rich and Paul. They were probably back in the hotel or, or whatever. But but anyways, um, they were in town, you know, to visit Granny, and they wanted to stop by Wine Dot. And I, well, I hear I they went to Bob Joe's first. From, they didn't actually say that, but I'm fine. Oh yeah. I so you that. heard that they went to Bob Joe's and didn't ask you if you wanted something first. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and they showed up at your house unannounced. Oh no. No Bob, no Bob Joe's. Joe's. For you. Mm-hmm. I've changed my whole tune. I'm mad at Susan. <laughs> well, and I made up for it by not inviting them inside the house and bringing out drinks or whatever. Oh, that's funny. But uh, but anyway, no. I I found out today from Uncle Paul and Debbie. They said they're uh, sneaky. That's why they came to Wyandotte to visit Bob Joe's. They didn't come to Wyandotte to visit me. <laughs> but, uh, no, I just, they said they were there to 
Uh, Susan wanted to show off uh, Granny Hazel's old house and also next door, yeah. which is uh, used to be Aunt Marilyn and Uncle Joe's house. So. Absolutely. And we got talking and uh, I and brought up a funny memory. Well, not so funny, but you know Marilyn and Joe, their house caught on fire back in the 1970s. And um, apparently, I didn't know this, but I knew the house had been was on fire, but when the, it was in the middle of the night, apparently, um, Aunt Mary and Uncle Joe, they brought um, Susan and Erica over, because they, they were babies at the time, brought them over into um, Granny and Grandpa's house, and Aunt, uh, my mom and Aunt Marissa, they kind of took care of, entertained Susan and Erica while the, you know, the firefighters were handling the fire. <laughs> that was scary, wasn't it? It was. But... Yeah, that, I'm sure that's a story that's been relived many times in the Stroop household. <laughs> well, something else, uh, you'll like this memory, Josh. Oh. Um, apparently, I didn't know this either, but Susan said that Granny used to pull her teeth. Like when she would have <laughs> right. a, a loose tooth, right. Granny would pull oh, my. her tooth. They would Marilyn yeah, I was real proud of my profession. You were uh, Dr. Isaac Yanko? Yes, sir. <laughs> Let me get a hold of that one. <laughs> oh, boy. Those were the days. Did you just use Grandpa's pliers? Hands. Oh, cotton-picking hands. You used a cotton-picking hand? Yeah. <laughs> to be a tooth-picking hand. That is an impressive skill. It is. You know when a, a tooth is, what, is coming out, oh, yeah. it's the simplest thing in the world to do, too. Well, so some people have a hard time with it. <laughs> and then you give her a cookie right afterwards. To, that's oh, what I yeah. thought. Yeah, that's here, what I said. Here, shut, shut your crying face up with this cookie now. <laughs> See, you've been a brave girl. Now you deserve a cookie. Right. <laughs> Before I eat it, would anybody like uh, the other half of this blueberry donut? That is all you. That is all you, okay. my friend. Yeah, well, coronavirus. Once I touch it, then not. Then it's yours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty convenient that you touched it first and then said, oh, wait a minute. Who wants this? I claimed it. <laughs> well, I really like when Josh texted me. Uh, I He said he was um, bringing some birthday donuts. And I said, you mean my birthday or Brooke's birthday? And Josh said, well, if... Brooke's coming, then she can have the donuts too, but you're responsible for Brooke's treats for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Bye, Terry. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we have happy birthdays all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry's was a couple months ago. Um, <laughs> well, it was about a month and a half ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Chris's birthday was just uh, last week? I was uh, last uh, Sunday two weeks ago. Sunday two weeks ago. Yep, July so 12th. So you're a Gemini too or no? Mm-hmm. No. Cancer. Cancer, okay. Sorry. Yeah, okay. So you're the cancer of this group. Yes. <laughs> That's a good question, but no, I am That's a right. can- cancer. Okay, because mm-hmm. yeah, July, not June. <laughs> no, you're I guess good. June was a while ago. So today we do have um, some birthday gifts uh, to open. So. Mm-hmm. I guess before that happens, Granny, since you and I are the two without birthdays, mm-hmm. we have to sing happy birthday to these two. Mm. So oh, we'll be glad to. <coughs> Josh's birthday, his birthday's coming up right around the corner. His is coming up, birthday and Granny's just passed, so, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll get together on my birthday, and okay. we'll celebrate it then, so. Okay, you got it. Me, 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 I promise. So, okay. let's, let's tune up, Granny. Me, 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 me. <laughs> 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Chris and Terry and Brooke. Happy birthday to you. And our friend the goldfinch came to join. Oh, <laughs> I was excited. A birthday bird. That's right. I love that guy. Well, well, thank you guys for saying that. That squirrel is so funny getting those peanuts. Oh, yeah, oh, I love that. Goodness, you should see We that. should get one of those. We should. Maybe That's... as we sit here, he'll come back. Again. I bet he will. We'll keep an eye out for him as we go. So I guess we go in chronological order. So, Terry, you get to open your gift first. Hooray. <laughs> it's a podcast birthday party. <laughs> I'm excited, and thank you so much for thinking of me. You're welcome. And I'll explain my gift to you okay. all. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I see Big Bird. I'm very excited. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I love it! Mm-hmm. So that's the same book that I brought when we did the beautiful. Sesame Street podcast back in November last year. And I, I felt bad. And I that, missed that time. That's right. I felt bad that Terry couldn't be there. So I, they just happened to have those at Meyer in June. And I said, oh. you know, I bet Terry would really enjoy this. This is beautiful. And, and it's funny to think they'd still have it on the shelf in June, nine right. months later. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Oh, it's beautiful. I love Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is gorgeous. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. This is so sweet of you. Isn't that nice? It's beautiful, honey. That'll make for a good coffee table reading. Absolutely. I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed that book. I think there's a lot of interesting tidbits. Like, I think it's cool that um, Carol Burnett, she hosted the very first episode of Sesame Street. Oh, I did not know. I didn't know that either until I read it. It's so (laughs) weird to see... Bert and Ernie mm-hmm. with, you know, the puppeteers For, right under them, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. Frank Oz and Jim Henson. That's mm-hmm. pretty funny. Yeah, it is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little disconcerting, actually. Yes. <laughs> Lots of stuff from when I was a kid. I love it whenever in interviews, like, they'll ask people, the puppets, um, what do you think, like, Kermit, they'll say, what do you think of Jim Henson? And he'll be like, oh, I've heard about Jim Henson. I don't know who he is, though. You know, <laughs> they, the puppets won't acknowledge who their puppeteer is. That's cute. Oh, yeah, I'm going to It's kind of like you. when you're a hostage and the guy's got a gun in your back and you can't really say what you want to say. <laughs> and you tell you to say. That's the same thing as being a puppet. <laughs> Thank you again. I how, love is, it. how is your mama? She is doing very well. She misses I have, seeing I haven't you. Seen her in quite a while, no, have I? no, because you guys haven't gone to church. <laughs> I mean, because you can't really. Well, I know she she has started going back, and you know that she said they have it set up where you have to kind of sit far apart right. and all that kind of stuff. But she definitely misses you guys. Oh, but boy. she's doing really well. I'm glad to hear that. We're going to go see her today after we leave here. Oh, good. Yeah, so we're going to tell her that you give her a hug. Even if you didn't. But uh, I know you did. I, could I hug you? Yes. You, you give it to your mom. I will do that. <laughs> you know what? These days, it's, it's embarrassing. I don't know what's... I know. What you're supposed to do. It's very hard. <laughs> and yeah. I yeah. don't want, you know what? And all, everyone's so scared. <laughs> I know. And I, well, I hug you. So... <laughs> I'm not scared, but... But it's just so funny, you know, things you've done all your I life. I know, it's crazy. What it's, is it? I'm 90 what? 95? 95. 95. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. 
95 plus. And, and yeah, it's, it's tough for everybody uh, oh, to, yeah. to remember what's going on and what's you know, not. Seriously, and... it is. It's just hard. At my age, it's hard to remember, you know. Of yeah. course. Who to hug, who not to hug, when not to hug. Wow, we got two, two pictures now. now. I love those guys. Aren't they sweet? They are. You know, we put up a feeder like that, and we never got any goldfinches. Wow. I know. They Why just like you. Just borrow some of these? <laughs> I'll take one home with me. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. So, okay. uh, Mr. Chris, you would be next in the chronological yes. ordering of uh, birthday gifts. Well, thank you guys so much for the gifts for me and Brooke. That is very thoughtful. I really appreciate it. And see, you did get birthday pastries. I did. I and see. so did Brooke. Yes. Yes. See, I don't need to give her all of her treats for the day. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's teamwork, baby. Yeah, it is teamwork. So, so he's opening a card. Happy birthday, <laughs> Mr. Chris Boss. <laughs> His two nicknames. Yes. Mr. Chris Boss. <laughs> yes, Boss being from Uncle Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you with your brief, briefcase and him calling you Boss. Mm -hmm. The play money. <laughs> <laughs> I think All it's a character you should uh, come back with someday. <laughs> Yeah, I would love to be the boss again someday. Yeah, that's a pretty card. Yeah, the gingerbread man. <laughs> or actually, no, it says cinnamon bread man. Yeah, that's yeah. why I love that card. Know, it's, so it's titled cinnamon bread man. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet. And I'm glad to say this is from uh, the ARC. Yep. Yes. Very nice. Yeah, some of our friends make those cards and we love them. So. Yes. Long, but oh, really? nice. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, some of the people we used to work with make um, those cards in art classes, and then mm. they take their artworks and do prints of them. Oh, they're very gifted, aren't they? They are. Yeah. And we're gifted to be able to have those cards to give yeah, other people. Absolutely. Because they actually are personal and interesting. Yeah. You know? mm. Oh, yes. This is very subtle product placement. <laughs> product placement. <laughs> but I like the look on his face as if he's surprised at your birthday. <laughs> or possibly that it's Mr. Bill and he just got ran over by the, Maybe, yes. by the steamroller. So. Been Mr. Bill. I was rolled over on your birthday, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the boss now? Oh my God. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. Chris. We cannot properly articulate in words. But they're doing a good job articulating so far. <laughs> How much you mean to us. And hugs are currently a bit divisive. That's true. It's not a good idea to hug people right now during the coronavirus. <laughs> that being said, God only knows what we would be without you. Oh, that's very sweet. You're thinking that, Now they're quoting the Beach Boys, God only knows, you know. Right. You know Terry and Josh know how much I love the Beach Boys. Right. That's true. Thank you for being such a wonderful friend to us. We love you dearly, Terry and Joshua. Oh, well, that is beautiful. Yes, that was... Uh, I, see, I have to give you a hand. Mm -hmm. oh, Me too. As I said, they're flying themselves That's now. right. Well, thank I always you. have to uh, say my card writing skills and style came from you. Oh, mm -hmm. I, I, le I learned your technique, and then uh, that's how I how I write cards. Oh, thank you for saying that. Because for now, I don't know nothing. No, I you know plenty. It's effective. I still get cards from you now. It's just they usually kind of ramble off into other things going on, like uh, <laughs> how good of a friend you are with Debbie, or uh, how much you love Aunt Liz. Which I'm like, great! I'd love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I know. I do love that. I love it. Absolutely. I'm having that conversation with you. I, I, Isn't that wonderful of them? It, it is, and it's wonderful of you to still keep thinking of other people, even even when you can't remember Bless that. That's my heart. I know. It's just in, it's ingrained in you. Oh, boy. Well, that was a very sweet card. So I, I agree, Jack. You did take after Granny. <laughs> and, and you too, Terry. Thank you for both for a very nice card. You're very awesome. welcome. Right. Terry did the wrapping job on us. <laughs> she did an excellent job. I was going to say that that bow, I, I should have held it out so you take a picture, Josh, but that bow, it, it was very nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Aren't you proud of Chris and his job now? We are. Absolutely. <laughs> We're proud to, to have Chris share all of those adventures with Isn't us. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> the Beach Boys, all the songs. <laughs> your hint in your card that was coming. I should have recognized that subtle hint. Well, I, I thought of this after we had that conversation last week about that Beatles book that I ended up buying right. as well. Um, and actually, Terry's been reading that, that Beatles book yep. a lot. Uh, oh, she's, wow. she's been walking around uh, picking it up and reading a song or two here. Yeah. It's been yeah. very interesting. Yeah, it does seem like there's a lot of cool stories. In oh, there. yeah. The, the one we got was um, more that size, like a coffee table book kind of mm -hmm. size. So it's, it's kind of cool because the pictures come out with a little more resolution and everything. It's, it's very interesting. But uh, the Beach Boys one came along to me and I was like, well, I know Mr. Chris is a big Beach Boys fan. <laughs> and I know how much you enjoyed uh, learning the lineage of the different songs from the Beatles. So That's I figured right. a book about the lineage of the songs of the Beach Boys would be fun for you. Well, you are correct. This does look awesome. So uh, thank you very much, Josh and Terry. You are very welcome. I will have a lot of fun reading this. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, yeah, for sure. This is looks very interesting. I Well, I know the first one I'm going to read, I might, if you guys let me, I might read it here on the air. Okay. On the podcast. We can hardly wait. We can hardly wait, yeah. The first one I'm going to read is Kokomo. Oh, they have a nice blurb here about Kokomo. <laughs> and the reason I like Kokomo so much is, um, well, first, it's a beautiful song, I think, and it was their last number one song. But also, Kokomo... When we got my dog Mia, that was the song that was playing in the pet store when we met Mia. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's a nice memory. It is. Yes. Uh, you gotta love when songs uh, pull up a good file. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when you hear a song and it, and it immediately pulls a file of memories out of your right. head, you certainly hope it's a good one like that. So. <laughs> Absolutely, and um, yeah, my dad is the same way. Like you said, they, he loves those songs that have uh, sweet memories attached to them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Kokomo, written by Mike Love, John Phillips from the Mamas and the Papas, Scott McKenzie. Uh, the, my I, old friend Scott McKenzie? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think so. I haven't seen him in years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been hanging out in San Francisco too much. <laughs> And Terry Melcher, but I believe Terry Melcher, he's um, Doris Day's son. Okay. The Cotton Candy Kokomo began as a tune written by John Phillips and Scott McKenzie, the man behind the Phillips written number one hit, San Francisco, be sure to wear some flowers in your hair. Huh. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> Mike. Mike Love poked and prodded the words, adjusting the verb tense from past to present. Terry Melcher tightened Interesting. 
Yeah, I I heard about that too about how Mike Love he would kind of help Brian Wilson with the the white writing process also, but um, uh, Terry Melcher tightened up the song a little bit and the Kokomo we all know was born. The transition from written song to finished record was not without problems. Mike Love and Terry Melcher shared lead on the original, with backgrounds from. Terry Melcher, Mike Love, Bruce Johnson, and longtime Beach Boys crony Jeff Foskett, who also helped out Brian Wilson on his Smile Tour in 2004, as well as providing the falsetto voice on many latter-day Beach Boys projects. I like that he's called a crony. <laughs> the tone of this is very interesting, like... Almost a little snarky at times. Yeah, crony. Yeah, I agree. I think, well, because he, I know about Jeff Foskett because he was kind of more associated with Brian Wilson's band. And I think that's why they're saying, like, you know, he made it into uh, Brian Wilson's band, but Jeff Foskett, he, he couldn't make it into the Beach Boys. I got you. Okay. <laughs> but no, I agree. That is funny the way they, they say crony. Or very snarky. <laughs> Disney films who were financing the Endeavor allegedly rejected Kokomo, requiring the Beach Boys to beef up the vocals, this time with Carl Wilson and Al Jardine, and adding enough post-production gloss until Disney gave it the thumbs up. With Kokomo buffed and polished, the song was added to the soundtrack for Cocktail, a drama starring Tom Cruise as a hip bartender, which was critically savaged. Roger Ebert called cocktail empty and fabricated <laughs> no matter the song about a fictitious tropical locale made it to number one for one week and became the beach boys biggest selling single not to mention the only beach boy single without any brian wilson involvement at all <laughs> combining the liberal use of steel drums and an accordion played by van dyke Parks, Kokomo conjures up an inviting scene of a vacation resort with a wash of harmonized Beach Boys cooing in the background. Sounding like a fusion of Jimmy Buffett, Kenny Chesney, and the Mamas and the Papas, Kokomo drifts by pleasantly and easily. That is until the Kenny G-ish saxophone solo, which tries but fails to dissolve any goodwill the song has fussed uh, th thus far generated. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's funny. <laughs> its chart success remains somewhat of a puzzle, as it's no good vibrations or I get around. Perhaps the stars were aligned just right, or perhaps the paucity of intelligent rock, rock music at this time created a vacuum that sucked it to the top. Kokomo replaced A Groovy Kind of Love by Phil Collins at number one. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, wow. That's a big deal, especially because A Groovy Kind of Love, I don't know if you remember, Josh, but at my mom and dad's wedding, they, that was yeah. my mom oh. and dad, they danced to A Groovy Kind of Love by Phil Collins. And that was also like the homecoming dance song for Duke that year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. I, yeah, like it was... For for whatever reason, like that song really And that's a cover, right? It's from, a cover yeah, okay. from uh Wayne Fontana's the original one. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I um I've listened to Groovy Kinda Love a, a lot because of my own dad. Especially the like you said, the Phil Collins color cover version. 
And then the the Wayne Fontana, I think that's his name, Wayne Fontana, but he's the original one who sang a groovy kind of love, and I I have the original version on, on record. So nice. <laughs> yes. But yeah, you're right, Josh. That really a groovy kind of love by Phil Collins. That was an anthem of uh, the late 1980s. <laughs> yeah, and I liked. I do appreciate what the reviewer here was saying about um, the vacuum that was created at that time. Um, that kind of caused some of those types of songs like Kokomo to just like rise to the top above everything else uh, because it, it was so overly saturated with songs that were about um, you know like the the impending war and doom and right. all this mm-hmm. stuff like you know so what year was that? It, it was 1988. 88, okay. Yeah, so um, it was like the, the very like tail end of the Cold War stuff. And... Is there more on, on Kokomo or is that the end? Oh, the, it's uh, a little bit more. But okay. I'll, I'll speed it up. No, no, no. There's no <laughs> I just had a question. Oh, okay. Um, well, you can ask your question first if you want. Um, I was just going to ask what... I know that they kind of gave grades to every song, so mm-hmm. when you get to the end, you can let us know okay. what the... I will. <laughs> the following week, Kokomo was displaced by Wild Wild West by the Escape Club. <laughs> Interesting. Oh. <laughs> Living in the Wild Wild West. Wild West. <laughs> I used to love that song. <laughs> oh, I can tell you guys both had smirks on your faces when I said Wild Wild West. Yeah, well, it, mainly because... Um, we knew for, in our heads that it wasn't the Wild Wild West that uh, Will Smith did in the early 2000s. <laughs> Wild Wild West. <laughs> or Cartman doing Wild Wild West right. either. But... Oh, Eric Cartman from yeah. South Park. <laughs> Wild Wild West. That's funny. In, in any event, Kokomo welcomed a new member to the Beach Boys cast of characters, John Stamos, mm-hmm. TV actor from the sitcom Full House. John Stamos appeared in the Kokomo video and would pop up on stage from time to time as percussionist and vocalist. Goodbye, Brian Wilson. Hello, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> they gave Kokomo a B. A B. And, and, and uh, that was pre-Activia, uh, John Stamos, so one would assume he might have still been having dollars. Not Activia. <laughs> he used to do Greek yogurt because well, Greek, he was the, the He was Greek. one of those Greek yogurt Yeah, but that, it wasn't that, Activia. Um, it was, it was like, one of them that were, It was one of those Greek yogurts. One of them that helped you. That all the, all, the house, all the housewives would be like, oh, hello. So, um, so I was not a huge fan of the song Kokomo, mm-hmm. um, although it is, certainly is an earworm. You know, mm-hmm. it'll be in your head. But I was so, I had forgotten it was in the movie Cocktail, mm-hmm. which is why it was part of, so why it was so popular. But I also, about the John Stamos thing, definitely helped mm-hmm. it. It used to be on MTV constantly mm-hmm. with John Stamos. Um, well, in a, in a debut, or it didn't debut, but they had a, a, a big episode of um, Full House that was like their season finale that year. Oh, right? that was Beach built Boys. around yeah. John Stamos getting up on stage yes. and playing with the Beach yeah. Boys. I remember that. I remember um, that. You know, and I think that the thing was is it was marketed really, really well because the where it was placed in Cocktail, it was meant to make you think that this was a Beach Boys song that has always existed. Right. And it's, and it's nostalgic. I mean, that, that song is a nostalgia song. I've never seen that movie. Um, a cocktail? Yeah, I've never watched it. I have. Have uh, you? On VHS. But <laughs> oh. I like the soundtrack, too. Cocktail. It's got a great soundtrack. Uh, I mean, it's got yes. the George Satellites on. I cannot complain right. about <laughs> anything that has the George Satellites on there. But... Uh, but yeah, it was it was presented in a way it was like you already know this song, mm-hmm. and then it comes like right after that when uh, they do the full house thing, you know they're so excited because they all love the Beach Boys, they all know the Beach Boys, and you know and, and Uncle Jesse just 
knows this song and can play along with them. And like, so like, there's this weird thing of like, almost mm-hmm. like uh, the movie That Thing You Do, the way that they present the song in a way that they're like, you already know this. <laughs> you've already heard this a million times. And, and by the end of the, the time that you've gone through that marketing campaign of an hour and a half there, you really do feel like that song has been part of your whole life and you didn't know otherwise. And I think Kokomo was presented that way. The thing that was interesting to me is the name of it being Kokomo because one, it doesn't exist. This but does. it, the island of Kokomo does not exist. No, Kokomo, Indiana. Kokomo, Indiana. <laughs> but that's it's about Kokomo, Indiana. Yeah. How? Yeah, it's about this idea that you're in the Midwest and um, you you dream of being in all these exotic places, but really the exotic place is being here with you. I think you might be giving them too much credit, but I do like that. <laughs> no, I, I think that's exactly what that song okay. is supposed to be about. I, okay. I, ultimately, yeah. I think it's supposed like to that. do this illusion of like, hey, you're going out, you're traveling to the Caribbean, you're doing all, you're on a boat, you're you're on a cruise, but really you're going to be in Kokomo, Indiana, which is just a, a military base and mm-hmm. uh, and a small downtown area. Like like you live in the Midwest, and and you have to make your paradise where you're at. Uh, and don't get me wrong, the the song is cheesy. No, but I like. I never thought about it that way because then I might like it if that's actually was the meaning behind it. Uh, I, go ahead, Chris. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I was just gonna say um, to answer Terry's question. I have watched Cocktail. Kokomo is using the song more as like a segue from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Cruise, his character starts off as a bartender in the city, and then he moves to Jamaica and or the Bahamas. I can't remember and. Um, the song plays as like he's traveling to the Caribbean and, um, and literally the song only plays for about 30 seconds. So it really, okay. yeah, in the movie, the song doesn't have any meaning. It's just kind of stopped. Gotcha. That is interesting though. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I mean about the fact that it's played as if you know it already. Because right. if a song is put into a real pivotal scene in a movie, like you are now discovering that song through that scene. Whereas right. if it's used as a, as a bridge, they're saying, hey, you already you already know what's playing in the background. You feel comfortable with it. We're just showing you a scenic shot that's going to tell you a, a very quick side, you know, segue exactly. thing. Exactly. So, yeah. I'm just, I'm just interested in this meaning behind the song, if I, I don't want to beat a dead horse on it. But um, I don't um, know that that's what they meant. I mean, not to say the Beach Boys aren't brilliant songwriters, although this had nothing to do with Brian Wilson. Well, this was written by but, a, hippie, um, a, a right. songwriter who was about taking trips out of your mind. Uh, which Correct. Is what yeah, the, so that's interesting. Yeah. But it's also kind of like, um, I think the Beach Boys do have a few songs that are kind of like that, that are like, okay, well, we can't do that, but we can do this. Yeah. You know, like... Um, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice is a good one. Um, or even, like, fun, 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 mm-hmm. because, like, you know, her daddy took her T-bird away, but then at the end, he's like, well, we can have fun now that he took it away, because we'll go do mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, the, the Beach Boys, from the get-go, and, and, and again, I'm not a Beach Boys aficionado, I'm not a big <laughs> fan of their early stuff at all. Right. But from the get-go, it was all about setting paradise dreams inside yes. the minds of Midwesterners. It wasn't, interesting, a, it wasn't are, about lighting uh, right. uh, California on fire. It was about uh, breaking through to the Midwest and to even uh, like the, the Rust Belt and all, that, all those areas that otherwise would not have been penetrated by that by giving them uh, the ability to dream of their own uh, you know, beach safari or you know, like uh, surf and safari, those types of things. Like, it was about p- painting this magical picture of a life that they're not going to live, but that they can dream about living. 
um, yeah, because even like California girls would be the same because yeah. like they're talking about all the girls in the whole country, but then they're like, you know, well, we wish they could be California girls, but you live in Indiana, so right, yeah, so yeah. go to Kokomo with, so, with who you're with. That's very interesting. So I, I I don't think it's all that outside of their their actual. Okay, well I will have new thematic. appreciation for Kokomo now. Okay, I'm sure that the Beach Boys are very happy to hear that from me. Yes. <laughs> new breaking news. Uh, so Chris, when you were a kid, did your parents listen to the Beach Boys a lot? You know, um, I, I, I not a whole lot, but they definitely liked the Beach Boys. I know there's an old story where my mom and dad and Uncle Ferdinand, uh, Joanne and Uncle Bob and Aunt Marcia, they all went to a Beach Boys concert at uh, the, the Fox Theater. Oh, okay. And um, that was back, I think, in the early 90s. Um, so, um, so yeah, my mom and dad definitely liked the Beach Boys. Actually, I think it was Full House, like, like Josh was saying. Okay. Like, I saw the Beach Boys on Full House, and that's what really got me into the That's Beach really Boys. funny. Well, in, in Full House in and of itself, which we've seen in the resurgence of Full House through Netflix and stuff like that, is right. that that was the show, one of the shows, but really the, probably the most marquee show that your parents watch with their kids on a Friday night. Like that Friday night was a huge thing as far as the yes. marketing of those that show in Family Matters. Oh sure, and, yeah. But they were shows that you know the family actually watched together. And so when you had the Beach Boys thing happen, like the preteen and teenage girls that were watching all kind of really liked Uncle Jesse and 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 then by him giving the rub to the Beach Boys by saying, these guys are the coolest. I am so amazed to be able to be around these guys. Then all of a sudden this kid population all looked at like, oh, they must be pretty cool if Uncle Jesse's with them. And the parents of the thing were just happy to see something from their childhood be brought back as a, you know, essentially the same concept that Bill Cosby kept trying to do with the Cosby show over and over again by introducing all the new jazz grandfathers, right. you know. Uh, this is my other grandfather who's a jazz musician, you yeah. know, like doing that over and over again. But that was essentially what they were trying to do, and it just it worked. It was a weird synergy, and the fact that Kokomo was then on the soundtrack for essentially what's a rom com. You know, uh, cocktail is you know mostly big with uh, middle aged women at that time. Okay. You know, it was, and it was very much a secretary kind of movie. Okay. Um, so like it hit three different major markets all at the exact same time, and it was just it was brilliant That's marketing right. for what it was, and uh, and it's a good song. I mean it's it's well written. Uh, it's not I, I I'm you're not gonna I find me in my car driving it. along blasting like, it out the Coco. window, but you know it's a I can't I can't not tip my cap to it. Right. It was a happy one, wasn't it? It is a happy it is one. It's a happy one. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was a kid, you know, especially in that era, we were home alone a lot, mm -hmm. you know. And my parents had the Beach Boys Endless Summer. Mm -hmm. And we played yeah. that thing, like, over and over when I was a kid. Like, we knew every single song. <laughs> and we would sing it all the time. And my dad loved the Beach Boys, so we would always, like, have sing-alongs with Beach Boys songs from that album. Oh, so, yeah. Endless yeah. Summer. Yeah, you're right. That was, for a long time, that was a, a real popular Greatest Hits album. Yeah. And I actually never owned Endless Summer, but I had all their Greatest Hits albums. And I know the one, I think, that... You're right. That was the really the standard for a while. The Beach Boys' uh, "Endless Summer," but then when the "Sounds of Summer" came out in 2003, that that kind of became. And uh, you know what's what's funny is uh, Brooke 
whenever we're at the store, she'll she Brooke knows I'm a big Beach Boys fan, and she'll see um, the Sounds of Summer CD, and she'll say, "Chris, look, Beach Boys, Beach Boys, you should." And I try to explain to her, Brooke, I don't need the Sounds of Summer. I already I have all those songs already on right. other CDs, and it's just funny. She's done that maybe three or four times now. You know, <laughs> I have to keep reminding her, no, Brooke, I I don't need the Sounds of Summer. I already. You know, and I have to tell you, Terry, um, I really liked your impression of Eric Cartman. You sounded just like him. <laughs> it's one of my talents. <laughs> yeah, um, the the Beach Boys, uh, all, was it All Summer Long? Or was, what was yep. the, All Summer Long. Yeah, so when Terry and I uh, first... You mean the, the album? Yeah, what was the one that you, that you listened to? I'm sorry, the Greatest Hits one? Endless summer. Endless summer. I'm sorry. That's all right. So, no so when I started listening to the Beach Boys with Terry, I really, honestly, only listened to Pet Sounds. That mm. that's it for me. That's um, a great album. It's a wonderful, wonderful album. And I, the reason I started listening to Pet Sounds is because um, the bass player from a band called Dada, which is a band I really love um, uh-huh. growing up. I used to. Um, like chat or like back when AOL thing had a chat thing, mm-hmm. like we yeah. he and I would chat because um, I found him online and we talked about music and such. <laughs> and he's somebody that I really valued his opinion because like, right. he's a musician. I really love his work, and yeah. uh, he kept telling me for a while, like you know, you gotta listen to Pet Sounds. And I was like, no, I'm not. The Beach Boys suck. You know, like I don't care for them. I don't, <laughs> you know. I didn't like that sound. It's the same way I felt about the Beatles up until I started listening to things from Rubber Soul on. Like I don't care for the bubblegum rock stuff that was really early on the radio, like Love Me Do and Hold My Hand. And then for the Beach Boys, I hate the surfing music. I just it just doesn't work for me, whatever right. reason. It's just no appeal there. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, but he kept saying, No, no, no. You gotta listen to, to Pet Sounds. You, you just take a step out of your mind for a second and just listen to it. And, right. So I just put some time and effort into that one, and, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is actually brilliant. Yeah. And that made me go back and try to listen to other stuff, and I still just didn't connect with it. Right. And the later stuff, when uh, Brian Wilson gets edged out of the songwriting, I don't really care for that much yeah. either. Right. Um, it's just where my sweet spot for the Beach Boys is. And so anyway, so um, Terry and I would have this argument about well, not really an argument, argument. Yeah, but just like, I know, debate, so she wants debate. to listen to all the number one hits of all the stuff that I don't like, and then I'm like, <laughs> no, we gotta listen to this album. This is right. where it's at. So, um, and 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 the argument also was that way with us uh, with the Beatles because she had Beatles number one, you know, the 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 red album with the one on it that Yo. has just all the number one hits. Right, I remember. That. And I was like. No, throw that away. Like, we've got all the Beatles. Still the best stuff. We've got all the, all of the albums, and the albums that are worth listening to are worth listening to in their entirety, not uh, broken apart into those number one hits. So I'm one of those pretentious kind of jerks, you know. Right, you like to mix and mix and mash. And number one, I I we I had just got that from the library. The Beatles one and. Um, yeah, that is. Uh, there are a lot of great songs on there, but also I agree with Josh. Some of the the Beatles studio songs are a little bit nicer too. Or I mean, from well, the studio. I would agree that the Beatles albums are meant to be listened to as an album, particularly right. the yeah. later ones. Right. Like once you get past uh, Sergeant Popper, Magic Missile Tour, Sergeant Popper's, like they start becoming a thing where you actually are listening to a complete work, right? Not oh, just yeah. a collection of singles that were put together. Like the a, earlier, a story. 
Right, yeah. I mean, like, Help or stuff like that is a collection of singles. They're great right. songs, you know, for what they are, but uh, there's a big difference between that and Abbey Road. Right, where, yeah. Sure. Where, the la- where the second half of the album is one long song that's just interconnected. But you wouldn't know that unless you sit and listen to it and, you know, whatever. It just was what it was. Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying, Josh. It started Beatles. It was like the Beatles at first had mashup albums, and then, like you said, then they it was so you, they, it was more of uh, an actual story, you know, and the songs, yeah, that all belonged together. <laughs> Granny, did you listen to any Beatles music? Yes, sirree. I bet. Yeah. But, you know, it's going. <laughs> sure, I understand. But I, I bet, but I did, like, uh, I really did like it. Yeah. I liked it. I think the drum Yeah. I was going to say some of your kids must have been big Beatles fans. Mm-hmm. In the day. Bob, yeah. Definitely Bobby would have been. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And my mom was yeah. a Beatles. I think Aunt Marissa was too. So, yeah, I'd say most of them were. But, um, yeah, um, what was I going to say? No, I, um, I forgot. Oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you, Josh, since... You, we were talking about Kokomo, and you said, well, this song was written by a hippie. Are you talking about John Phillips? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you meant John Phillips or Scott McKenzie. Or I, I well, I never heard the name Scott McKenzie other than my old friend uh, from back in the 90s, so I don't know if it's Scott <laughs> McKenzie off the top of my head. But, um, but Phillips is, I mean, the Mamas and the Papas yeah. stuff is all... Very hippie. Yeah, and, it, and it's good stuff. I mean, it's not it's not bad music but, by any stretch. But it's always about taking a trip outside of yourself, right? Something. Oh yeah, the iconic California sound. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, no, I was gonna say when you said Scott McKenzie, no, I didn't know you met you really you really had a friend named Scott McKenzie. I did. Yeah, I hung out with him a lot from the Trenton Athletic Club. He uh, he worked up there when I was playing racquetball and stuff. and got to know each other. He's the guy I went to go see the band Nirvana with. Oh yeah. Uh, and he's also the person that I scared that next morning when I woke up uh, in his back seat of his car and he was getting in this car to go to work and I popped up out of <laughs> and scared him. Surprise! Because he had locked me out of his house when we got back. Oh my gosh! So, yep. That's well, hilarious. I, I another that is hilarious. I agree that the thought Josh popping up that is really funny. You just we were like banging on the door and they were just like, well, I'm just gonna go sleep well, in the car I now. Bang on the door because his parents were sleeping. Oh, because you were kids then. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So so yes, yeah, so I ended up just curling up in the back of the car. <laughs> Good thing you didn't lock the car. And um, <laughs> so he had to go to work at to open the the place up at six in the morning. So when he got into that car Yikes. at five forty five, I popped up behind him and like, hey, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> surprised he was surprised oh, yeah. oh my gosh that is so funny he needed no coffee to wake up that morning did he at least take you home uh no i had to, to go to work my, with him i had my bicycle over at trent athletic club that i rode gotcha okay oh he had to go to trent athletic club that early yeah to open up for whatever was Sunday he morning working at a Sunday. restaurant no he ran the desk Oh, I see. Okay. People coming in that early. Gotcha. So, yeah. That's really Yeah, that's, uh, I guess, back when you're the age where you could go to a concert and then work at 545. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you you work like this. Right. Uh, But you can still do it. I'm like, if we tried to do that now, I would just pass out. Well, there's a story. Brooke, um, she is a big fan of Hamilton. She saw Hamilton live in Chicago. Oh, 
at night, and she drove back home that same night. And oh my! Had work the next morning, so she only got two hours sleep. She's hardcore, man. That's a that's a drive coming back from Chicago at night. Oh yeah, that wow. was a that was a few years ago, but yeah, for even for early twenties, I agree. yeah, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. But cheaper than staying in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Well, well, also, I don't think she could uh, miss work. I think. Oh, gotcha. Okay. She's like, but I'm not missing this show. Oh, oh yeah. I, I totally admire that. I love it. Oh, yeah. That was impressive. I still have not seen it. What was your thoughts on it? Oh, on Hamilton? Yeah. Uh, I, um, you know, I, I thought it was very good. So the one on Disney Plus, it's a film performance right. of the, one of the lectures. But I thought it was interesting. I had already listened to the soundtrack uh, both on my own and before I met Brooke and then once Brooke and I met I, I um, got to listen to it many times in Brooke's car. And gotcha. <laughs> so you kind of knew the songs already. I did know the yeah. songs and knew the story um, but um, no I had seen the live actors I, I thought they did a great job I thought Lin-Manuel Miranda did a great job and um, so no, I, I um, it was exciting. I'm glad I got to watch that okay. with uh, Brooke and Randy. We watched it at Randy's house. And believe it or not, we watched it on the Fourth of July. So that oh, was cool! Hamilton on Independence Day. That, yeah. that was very patriotic. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I've not seen it yet. I I do not have Disney Plus, so I'm just gonna have to wait till it's on some other service. Well, I might. We, but, um, uh, I um, yeah, we might be able to hook you up with. Uh, uh, I might be able to get you and Josh to watch it. But Josh is not going to watch it. I will have to watch it when he's gone. <laughs> Josh does not do musicals if he can help it. And I would not voice that one upon him. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's... Uh... Uh, at least Josh is a good individual, and he. Uh, <laughs> at least you're, even if you hate musicals, you're still a good individual. That was a bad question. I just meant at least he knows to say, uh, "I'm not going to watch this musical." Oh yeah, he's I'll, like, I'll get angry if I watch. He it. yeah, he hates musicals <laughs> for the most part, um, but I love musicals. They're my favorite, so mm-hmm. usually I have to not watch musicals with Josh. Sometimes I'll make you watch them. Like I've made you watch Hairspray. I don't think I made you watch Chicago, <laughs> which is one of my favorites. No, um, I mean, I, there are a couple of musicals that I can earnestly watch uh, without being forced. The Music Man. I love The Music yeah, Man. Yeah, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can watch Grease. Oh, yeah, I guess that's a musical. Um, yeah. Uh, Team America. <laughs> uh, that, that's my favorite musical. Uh, yes. The South, the South, South Park, Park movie. Music, yeah, that's uh, a musical. musical. Okay, um, so you don't hate all musicals. No, I, I think we watched West Side Story. Um, we may. I have watched West Side. Yeah. Story. I've watched a lot more musicals than than I get credit sure. for because of uh, I was in choir. I mm-hmm. know that you hate them with a reason. Like you come by it honestly, having to have been in a lot of them. I get it, oh, yeah. and I get that a lot of times they're silly when they're just like. Oh, we're gonna break out in song for no reason. You know, I get it. I just love it. <laughs> the last. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. no. I was just because last time Josh told us about we were talking about South Pacific, yep. and Josh yes. said about the being in the choir, and now he. Yeah, you know that one. That's one of my favorites too. Some enchanted evening. <laughs> He's a good singer. Josh is a great yes. singer. Um. 
Yeah, as, as uh, shown by my happy birthday earlier, which is the song that uh, the less people sing it, or the less people that are singing it, the worse that song sounds no matter what. Do you but, think so? I feel like when there's a big crowd, it really goes slower. Like everyone's trying to match each yeah, other. Yeah, it turns into like, a funeral Happy birthday. <laughs> well, the most entertaining thing a happy birthday song is when people can't remember the person's name that they're singing. <laughs> Whoever the, you are. Or, or what you address them as. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah you'll hear like mom, a name, a, you know, aunt, whoever. Yeah, exactly. that's my favorite part. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, funny. Right. Okay, so one step backwards, groovy kind of love. Okay. the The first release of it was by the Mindbenders, hmm. which was Wayne Fontana. Oh, there you go. So, um, customer that, you were. That was <laughs> his backing band and like the band he was a part of at the time. But the funny part about it, that when I was looking at the the notes, is that it was under Fontana's label. Like, um, so Wayne Fontana must have owned his own label, hmm. like uh, Sharon Jones with the Dap Tone label kind of thing. Like her and uh, whoever it was that they owned. Oh together, right, 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 yeah. And had Dap Kings as yep. as the band. So uh, Fontana must have owned his own label, and then the Mindbenders was his band that he released that song under. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that song went to number four in Canada, number <laughs> nine in Ireland, number ten in South Africa, just in case you were worrying about the South Africa. Very <laughs> interested. And number two in the UK and number two in the US. So that wow. that version of Groovy Kind of Love never hit number one. In case you ever need to know this trivia. Oh, why not? Well, that's funny. I think Phil Collins, he his cover topped Wayne Fontana's original yeah. version. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and Wayne, uh, uh, so Phil Collins is what number one, not only in the U.S., but uh, Canada, uh, in the Dutch top 40, what number one, <laughs> wow. the Irish singles, the Italian singles, and in South Africa, Granny, you went number one. Interesting. That- <laughs> wow, I didn't I know. I wonder why all these countries loved that song so much. I don't know. It's a groovy kind of song. I think that the late 80s, they were kind of, you know, a lot of those songs that were more, like, um, flashy or whatever had unusual instruments or unusual sounds. I think people really went for those. So that's probably what led to a groovy kind of love. Well, and and at all times, there has to be some song that people can slow dance to. Yeah, that's There always has to be one of... Everybody (laughs) likes a good slow dance once in a while, right? Especially especially my mom. Especially at a wedding. Yeah. That was a great wedding. And, and Josh, before I forget, um, Pet Sounds, if you want to borrow it, I have Pet Sounds 40th Anniversary, the special edition. with uh, It has both the CD and the DVD, like with documentaries and stuff. So if you want to borrow that, just let me know. I may take you up on that offer, my friend. I have not seen the DVD portion of it. I have the music side of that 40th anniversary um I think through digital, like through Amazon Prime, I bought it, mm-hmm. but I had never gotten the DVD portions of that. So I, w- I would be interested in seeing some of the background, because uh, mm-hmm. it's like documentary footage. It is documentary. Nice. So yeah, I, I know there's one uh, like 20 minute documentary interviews with all the Beach Boys, uh, including a rare interview with Dennis Wilson, the drummer, oh. before he died. Um, and then... There's a one-on-one interview, or no, I'm sorry, it's not so much, they, they sat down with Brian Wilson, but also they sat down with some of the, um, um, hold on a second, I have to try to remember, um, the, the Wrecking Crew. That's right. The Wrecking Crew musicians, um, and um, they get their thoughts on Pet Sounds. So yeah, and also there's some music videos in there too. Oh, interesting. All right, so to wrap up the Beach Boys talk here, 
if you had to give me a top four of your Beach Boys songs, or it don't even have to be like top four, don't have to rank them, but like give me a Mount Rushmore of Beach Boys songs, what what are they? Well, uh, choosing just four, uh, that's tough. Uh, definitely Kokomo would be on there it's because of Mia. Um, I really like Pet Sounds, and I can listen to Pet Sounds, the famous version or the instrumental version. I, I love both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Help Me Rhonda is very high on the list. I think Help Me Rhonda was uh, Al Jardine's best song that he sang lead vocals on. Let's see. Well deserved. I, oh, yeah, very well deserved. <laughs> um, Catch a wave, is, uh, so that's four that's right funny. there. <laughs> but if I could keep going, uh, I like most of the the real famous Beach Boy songs. I think Forever is a real bit another song that was made famous, or that uh, Full House was featured prominently in Full House was Forever, oh, uh, and that was sung by Dennis Wilson, the drummer. I don't know if I remember Forever off the top of my head. I'm not sure if I know it either. If every word I said could make you laugh, I'd sing forever. I don't know, but I like that line. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, another slower song, but... Um, I'll have to look that one up. That would be on there's another one with a good singing voice, Granny. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's a singer. Here. Everybody's a singer all of a sudden. Yeah, don't you think? <laughs> She's saying that she thinks me and Josh are good yeah. singers. <laughs> well, Josh is a good singer. Nah. But anyway, so uh, God only knows. Uh, yeah. Not just because you guys made a good pun in the card, but it, it is a beautiful <laughs> song. Um, yeah, I'd say those are definitely the go-to songs. And uh, I know when we saw the Beach Boys concert, my mom and dad and I, we went there when I and Randy too when I was ten and Randy was thirteen, and. Um, my, one of my favorite memories, and Mom will remember this too, Mike Love, like, they, Beach Boys, whenever they play Barbaran live, they try to get the audience to sing Barbaran with them, and Mike Love will be like this. Oh, yeah, gotcha. But, and Mom makes fun of him because he was doing it really slow. <laughs> and he, was, he was starting the round off, you're he, saying by pointing to different sections yeah. of the crowd. To- he, well, he was rounding off, but he was doing it like at glacier speed. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, and I, I just think that um, there's a Beach Boy song for everyone, you know. So I would agree. And this will be a, a great song, a great book to read. So thank you guys so much for getting this book for me. So Terry, what would your uh, four be? Well, I like all those beach songs, that, like from Endless Summer, for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, like, Help Me Rhonda, um, Barbara Ann, and I love um, Fun, Fun, Fun. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Yeah. Um, I do love um, Wouldn't It Be Nice. Mm-hmm. And I have to think, what did I not have in there? <laughs> well, that, you're not a big fan of Good Vibrations. Um, no, it's okay, but it's not. One of my favorites. God only knows. I know you like that one. I like it only because it was the theme from Big Love. (laughs) (laughs) That was my favorite show at the time. Um, I would have to think about the fifth one, but I, you know, it would probably be another one on Endless Summer that I love a lot. Surf and Safari. Yeah, I mean, Surf and Safari is okay. Uh Catch a Wave is okay, but um, yeah. 
Do you like surfing USA? I like that. That's a good Yeah, it's a good one. If it has the word surfing in it, I'm going to pass. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say Surfer Girl. I I, like, I do love that one. It is a beautiful yeah. song, and I actually can't really listen to it because it kind of almost makes me too sad. Okay. Know? I don't really know what it is. I do remember, this might be subconsciously at the Beach Boys concert, there was, um, you know, they turned the camera around, they're showing the audience, mm-hmm. and there was... A couple of couples dancing to Surfer Girl. Okay. And there was one couple who they were singing and dancing over like in the grass area, and they it was so beautiful. They didn't know they were being filmed, and they you know swaying back and forth, and really in love. And that probably is why. Oh, know, that's I, nice. Yeah. Interesting. That that's a very fascinating thing that like uh, like an esoteric moment in the, in the world because at one concert you know that's not going to be filmed and shown to everybody else but the the filming of it that you saw at the moment that it was happening mm-hmm. stuck with you with that song that's pretty cool it did strike a chord and and I don't know why that I mean it was a beautiful moment but for now now on whenever I hear that song it, it just it's sad for me you know so. <laughs> Fair enough. Another one that we listen to a lot that my dad would always sing is Little Deuce Coop. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. And that's a fun song, too, how they put all the instruments together yeah. and stuff. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, the, the Christmas album, the Beach Boys Christmas album, a lot of the songs on there were borrowed, like the, the Christmas songs that the Beach Boys wrote. They borrowed those from Beach Boys. Like um, Little Deuce Coop became Little St. Nick. Little St. Nick, yeah. Uh, I Get Around became uh, Santa's Beard. I want to meet Santa Claus. The real, real oh, Santa. Yeah. I want to see Santa. And then there was another So I Get Around would be my fifth one. Okay. Yeah, that was that was one I like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there was another one in there. Um, I can't remember, but where it, it sounded similar to a, a previous Beach Boys song. Yeah, the Beach Boys Christmas stuff is a little bit silly. But, mm-hmm. yeah. well, well, I mean, it's silly, but I think it's there's some catchy songs in there, especially yeah. like when they do the more well-known uh, Christmas songs, like Frosty the Snowman was real nice. Yeah. Okay, we'll listen to a snippet of this here. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Forever. Oh, this is forever, okay. Mm-hmm. Seventy. It sounds Beatles-ish. Yeah, it's it's on an album called Sunshine where they're trying to be more west, like uh, San Francisco as opposed to San Diego. Gotcha. Okay. I like it. It just reminds me of a Beatles song. It does kind of like it, it sounds a little like across the universe. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the way, like you said, the harmonies are yeah, mm-hmm. very similar to the Beatles' harmonies. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's definitely a reaction to, like, Let It Be and mm-hmm. that kind of, and Abbey Road, like, that right. last couple of albums from the Beatles, I could see that. Oh, yeah, and, I mean, as evidence that, uh, that, uh, that I mean, the Beatles, I mean, sorry, the Beach Boys admitted that uh, Pet Sounds was inspired by Rubber Soul. Yeah, right. Know? So, they definitely, there was some competition there between the Beach Boys and the Beatles. So, um, 
Real quick hitter here, Chris. Sure. Um, how weird was it to be at Cedar Point? Oh, yeah, I did want to hear about that. It was a great experience. Okay. Uh, um, as far as being weird, I mean, so, yeah, to give you a little context, I had not gone to Cedar Point since I was 11. Oh, wow. Or, I'm sorry, 10 and a half, so right before I turned 11 in 2007. So, in the 13 years, you know, a lot has changed, and... Um, me being someone, I don't go to amusement parks a lot. I didn't really, you know, know what what was different, but I, I um, didn't know any different. But it definitely did feel fine to see everybody wearing masks and uh, that, um, you know, t- people having to stand on the X's, the marked X's. And, and I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, Brooke and I, we had a lot of fun. And um, I... Um, as far as like being different or being weird, um, I don't think it really was that much different. I think, if anything, the lines were a little bit shorter. Um, the only ride we had to wait a long time for was Raptor. We waited an hour and a half for Raptor, but that was the only bit. We the real popular ride ride was Millennium Force. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's r- really tall. That's my favorite. Oh, it, oh, it is it is fun because you can tell you can just watch it and tell. Well, that's going to be a steep fall, and and it really is steep. Um, we did not go on Millennium Force because I think Brooke had the app on her phone that tells you the wait time. Oh rate, yeah, okay. And the wait time most of, while we were there was um, three hours. Yikes. Yeah, three hours, so we did not want to. And literally, there were times, not the whole day, but there were times of the day where that line for Millennium Force, it would go outside of the ride and would go, like, into the sidewalk. So Well, because they have to space it out so much, too. They do have yeah, to space it out. Because I was thinking about, you know, I am a huge Cedar Point fan. I'm, you know, it's been a couple years, but <laughs> I went every year. But I was thinking about how when you're in line and there's those metal dividers and everyone is touching it. Mm-hmm. Like they must have just took those out or told you not to touch them or whatever. Actually, they still had the metal lines, but they had people coming up. Ride oh, okay. attendants were spraying off the metal constantly, and and some of the rides like they would have multiple attendants, you know, just making sure that um, they didn't miss anything. Like um, the pirate ship ride, I can't think of the name, but um, you know, a Pharaoh's Fury, a, a common pirate ship Pharaoh's Fury ride that they have at carnivals. Well. They had three attendants there, like, all spraying down the metal and making sure people were staying six feet apart. And, um, yeah. Uh, but anyways, no, we had a lot of fun. Our favorite ride was um, the Thunder Cannon, the water ride. And uh, <laughs> How did that work with a mask on? Oh, actually, what was funny, um, once you get on the ride, they tell you you can take your mask okay. off if you like so it doesn't get wet. And, Luckily, my mask, it wouldn't matter because my mask, it, it can get wet. It's yeah, that's nice because it's kind of quick dry. Yeah, that's cool. It is quick dry. <laughs> but um, no, Thunder Cannon was a lot of fun. And Brooke says to me, um, Chris, let's make sure, because we went on went to Cedar Point on Monday and Tuesday. Right, yeah. Two days. And the first day we had to wait a half hour to get on. The second day we only had to wait about 10 minutes. So, it was um, a lot less busy on Tuesday. But anyways, um, Brooke says, hey, Chris, let's make sure, you know, since we, because there's waterfalls and stuff along the the um, the river that you go through. It. So she said, let's sit uh, on the side that goes under the waterfall. 
And Brooke, once we got on the raft, she sat where she thought she would get on a waffle. And I said, no, nah, I don't think, I'm sitting on this side, Brooke. I think I'm gonna, we're gonna get more wet on this side. So she said, no, nah, I don't think so. So we both were sitting on opposite sides of the raft. And it just so happened that the raft spins around, mm -hmm. so we both actually went under the waterfall. <laughs> so like, first Brooke would get splashed, go underwater, and then uh, a minute, uh, a few seconds later, the raft would spin around, and I, I'd go from laughing at Brooke, ah, you're all wet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, wearing a mask on a roller coaster, how was that? <laughs> um, you know, um, I think it just depended on uh, what kind of mask you had. Uh, I, I think Brooke did fine. She breathed just fine. She had a paper mask. Okay. And uh, see, my mask though, it kept falling off during the gotcha, ride. yeah. Because the way it would, sure. I have it on my neck. So, uh, and but I think both of us were able to breathe just fine on the. Okay. We actually only went on two roller coasters, and I know when we went on Raptor, my mask definitely did fall off, and. I, actually, I have the photos, the ride reaction photos. Okay. I was ask about the photo thing right. because of masks. Yeah, because everyone has a mask on. I don't know if you'd want to buy your picture or not. <laughs> we didn't buy the picture. We just took, I took photos of the picture. So uh, here's mine. You can see my mask fell oh, off. Oh, your mask fell off. Here's his illegal face. It, yeah. <laughs> went down my neck. <laughs> oh, yep, illegal face. That's oh. me on the ride, you right? <laughs> So the raptor is the one where you stand up. Mm -mm. Uh, well, no, right? you're, you're sitting Oh, that's now. the mantis. Yeah, the yeah, mantis. Yeah, I always is... get those two mixed up. Oh, uh, that's okay. No, raptor, you, you sit down. That's the one that goes upside down. Okay, yes, I do love that one. Pretty tall. And then uh, here's Brooke's photo. You can see her mask did stay on. Yeah, okay. I guess it's just like a lot of, uh -huh. muff, a lot of muffled screams oh, on the one. Oh, I love the it, it was very muffled screams, I agree. And you can tell Brooke is closing her eyes. I loved, um, Terry pointed this out to me, but uh, the Japanese uh, had a thing where they said, do not scream out loud um, on the, the roller coasters and said, scream in your heart. Yes, it said, scream inside your heart. Scream, <laughs> scream inside your heart as you go. But they're uh, at the Japanese wrestling events. Um, they're having the, the fans all have to wear masks and they are telling them not to cheer audibly. They're allowed to clap, but they're not allowed Interesting. to boo or cheer audibly, which is really even weirder listening to them. That at, is kind of funny. Shows. So I, whenever I'm on a roller coaster, I scream a lot the whole time. And I always feel like I probably eat like 20 bugs. So the mask thing might be good. That you don't feel like a bunch of bugs are going down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Swallowing those insects is no fun. But um, And then the other roller coaster we went on was, um, if I can remember the name of it, Iron Dragon. Do you remember? I love the Iron Dragon, yes. Very tame, but fun. It is definitely, because yes. Brooke had said to she wanted to definitely to go on to Raptor, but first she said, let's start off with some of the, uh, the more, let's like work our way up. Yes. Let's start with the, and Iron Dragon was the first ride we went on, first roller coaster, and, um, yeah, and it definitely, like you said, it's scary, but it's very gradual. So right. it's, it's it's a fun one. It's, it's just like fun really one. fun. Yeah, it it's is. not like you don't feel like you're gonna die anytime. Right. Yeah. So, it's it's like not overly scary. It's right. more just like thrilling kind of. You know? If you if you do ever go back and get to go on the Millennium, I think you would like it. It's so fun. It's just um, <laughs> very smooth. It's not like the clackety clack. You know, it's like uh -huh. a cable that. Whoosh, 
but it's it's really fun. That's I mean, my favorite. It looks fun. It's just that how how steep it is. It is like, really tall. Yeah. How you're sitting up there and then all of a sudden you're like whoosh. You know that's the part that I'm scared of is. Going oh, I, I get you. But but we might have to check it out. No dice. It was so fun. Well, the first time I went out, it was with my sister. So of course they keep you at the top for a little bit, so you start panicking. You know. So as soon as it started to go down, she closed her eyes, oh, and I was yeah. shaking her, going, "You're missing it. Open your eyes." So she opens her eyes, and she was like, "Wow!" And it was really fun because you're just—it's like you're flying. It's not right. like you're falling. It's like you're flying down and looking at all of Sandusky. It was really cool. And Brooke closed her eyes a lot too, so I totally understand that. But uh, no, it was a lot of fun, and uh, there were um, a lot of rides that were not open, like um, which one? I think um, Blue Streak was closed. Okay. Brooke was looking forward to going. Yeah, on Blue that's a classic. Yeah. So, what was the worst uh, deep fried thing that you ate during your trip to Cedar Point? Worst <laughs> meaning best. <laughs> oh, we we didn't have any bad food. That we actually. Well, Brooke was smart. She said, well, she'd pack up picnic food uh, yep. for Monday. It was sandwiches. But then on Tuesday, we went. To, we did not get deep fried food. We got um, Hugo's Italian Kitchen. Have you been there? Too? No, I don't think so. It's a pizza place. Okay. And it's kind of like almost buffet style, but uh, they, you just tell them what, what you want and they give it to like you. cafeteria style. Right, yeah. cafeteria. That's right, cafeteria. So, so Brooke got some slices of pizza and garlic knots, and I got uh, pepperoni strombolis. So uh, it was very tasty. That's all right. Good. So no, no corn dogs, no uh, no Cedar Point fries. That's the best. <laughs> no elephant <laughs> ear. No uh, deep fried t shirt. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Elephant ears are always good, and corn dogs are good as long as you're not going on a ride. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. Oh yeah. You don't want to eat a corn. I always laugh at it. Like people who are at Cedar Point and they're eating deep fried food after deep fried food, shoving it in, right. and then they'll put a beer down and like, okay, let's get on a roller coaster. Oh, I could <laughs> never drink alcohol at Cedar Point. Yeah. I can't imagine. No, you'd be cooking the whole time. And just you'd want to throw up when you're on the rides, you know, like at least I would. I want to throw up on those rides anyway. So. <laughs> well, I can understand drinking a beer before you go on the Thunder Cannon water ride, but yeah. Yeah, that could be fun. Drinking a beer before you go on the Millennium Force? No, I don't think that would no. work very well. Or the Magnum, which is another fun. I love the Magnum. Oh, yeah. we. I think the Magnum was closed, but we. Um, there was a couple rides. Like Maverick was open, but you had to pay separate tickets, buy tickets for that. We really? Were, yeah, that's we, interesting. We weren't interested. Because that's like the really popular ones. This mind, where they do it. So, so the last quick hitter of the day, Chris, what do you have specially planned for Brooke today? Uh, I am taking Brooke out for dinner. Um, uh-huh. And um, I, you guys might be interested to know, I got balloons for her because I was off for, from work four days in a row, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and today. So I got balloons for her on Thursday and Friday, and I, I tied them to her front porch. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> that was sweet. Yeah, and uh, I um, so I might get. Did you get her a shoebox with a little GI Joe and a finger? <laughs> uh, just like Granny, yeah, that would be great to follow in Granny's footsteps. No, I uh, I should have did that. I, I probably will have a little bit of a treat bag for her today, but um, a little bit of a treat bag. Wait a second. Where are you going today? <laughs> oh, we're going to actually. I'm going to let Brooke choose, and okay. she she hadn't decided yet. We were thinking 
about going to there's this new restaurant that opened in Taylor called Bubba's and it's just supposed to be American restaurant. Yeah, right I've heard, I've heard of I've heard of it. They mm-hmm. just opened. That's yeah. right. They did just open. Uh she changed her mind though. She doesn't want to go there, so um it's up to Brooke. I'll let okay. her choose. But uh, I got her presents and um Probably um, might be. I might. I may get her some snacks too, just to follow in Granny's footsteps. <laughs> Josh apparently likes that shoebox idea. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just. Uh, I'm just wondering what the well, you sounds like came you up a nice with that was special for her. For her. Well, uh, you know me. I'm gonna have to cut you some crap, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna have to keep you on your toes here. Are you saying you want to know some of the presents I got for Brooke? Well, yeah, I would love to. Of okay. course, we want to. I don't think that. we'll spoil anything because she won't hear this. She won't hear this until after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's see. I first got her some T-shirts. Uh, she's a big fan of Pokemon, so I got her a Pokemon shirt. And oh, what was the other one? Uh, I think it was, um, it was uh, Snoopy and Woodstock from Peanuts. Mm-hmm. Nice. She's a big fan of Peanuts. Um, I there. I went to Five Below. We went to Five Below together, and I got a couple of gift ideas from Brooke. Uh, and went back the next day and got her up. It was um, an, a plush octopus that she thought was really cute. Uh, and then there was, Brooke is a huge fan of Frozen. So, uh, <laughs> and I know Josh will remember when we had the podcast and Brooke and I were going to go see Frozen at yes. the movie theater. Frozen 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Got her, um, she really likes Olaf from Frozen. Mm-hmm. So I got her uh, Olaf keychain. And then, um, what was the other thing? Uh, there was a Harry Potter spell book. Like, oh. uh, the uh, Harry Potter Guide to Spells. And, um, oh, he's getting her into witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to turn him into a frog. Uh, I'm sure Brooke already knows most of those spells. <laughs> you know, and it's he's funny. already turned into a prince at this That's point. That's right, yes. <laughs> About witchcraft, anytime... I hate it when people say, uh, oh, Harry Potter is evil. You can't watch Harry Potter. Yeah, that's silly. I say to them, oh, no, no, you just misunderstood the references. Expecto Patronum is a very popular British car. You know, <laughs> Harry Potter, he just he was yelling in the movie because he saw his favorite car. Expecto Patronum! <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, it sounds, like you, uh, it sounds like you did good with gifts. Yeah, I, I think uh, Brooke I think she'll will be, love it. You yeah, did a good I, job. Thank you. I yeah. still need to wrap all of them, but uh, yeah, I, um, I think I have enough time before dinner. <laughs> yeah, very cool. That's awesome. Well, with that, why don't we have ourselves a little prayer, and we'll right. uh, let Chris get on with his uh, day of praising oh, Brooke. Oh, absolutely. Oh, busy are man. We still, are we holding hands? I no, have hand sanitizer. Right. Seat. We, we can hand sanitize immediately after. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful podcast, and thank you for Terry and Josh getting me the really nice Beach Boys book and funny card, and uh, um, thank you for uh, keeping all of us healthy during the virus, and uh, uh, continue to help Terry and Josh do real well at their jobs, and continue to keep Granny happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. for my wonderful Sesame Street book. Ooh. <laughs> yes. There you go, Green. Thank you, honey. <laughs> we all get our fancy smells going here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah this sm- smells great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is from 7-Eleven.